Chelsea Fournier here, your routine queen, and in episode 11, we are going to be tackling the inner game of being a mom who's running an online business. I want, by the end of this episode, for you to hear and say out loud and believe that you are not a bad mom for wanting more. We're going to be tackling some of the emotions that you might feel before you start an online business while you're juggling everything, the mom guilt, feeling selfish, limiting beliefs, positive mindset. How can you make it all happen? Let's jump in. I am on a mission to help 100 busy, anxious, or introvert moms develop or scale an online business to create an extra $2,000 a month in your family budget. I believe that this can help your families make decisions from a place of alignment with your family values instead of just based on the bottom line. I might need to help you smash through your comfort zone, I get it, or explore how to habit stack or create routines in your day to create more time and energy. You might need help communicating, automating, or delegating in your life or business. I want you to know that you can create your dream business without sacrificing your family or health. And if you are a health freedom or medical freedom mama, I want you to know this is a safe community and I want to help you. This is Chelsea Fournier, your routine queen. Let's make it happen. I'm going to say it again. You aren't a bad mom for wanting more. And I'm actually, this is, I'm laughing out loud a little bit. I'm shaking my head and laughing out loud. And I'm going to let you in on a little behind the scenes story that is literally playing out right now as I record this. That is like the epitome of today's topic. So what just happened? I typically record my podcast episodes just right on my phone, right into, I use Anchor Podcasting. If you're someone who wants to get into podcasting, I literally just put my headphones into my phone and shoot them. But I was like, wait, I have a podcasting microphone. Why am I not using that? It'll be way better quality. And so I just plugged in my microphone. I tested it. It worked. And then I like, you know, just went on to record a full episode, did a 30 minute episode, this episode, right? And found out that it had by default, my computer had by default grabbed the inner microphone, which is crap quality. And I'm sitting far away from it because I'm talking into a microphone. And so I listened to it and was like, wow, I just have to delete that. I have to delete that. That was a 30 minute recording. Now, why this is so important for today's topic is because I could just be like, my mindset could be crap. I could be like, you know what? I just wasted 30 minutes. That was so stupid. It's Sunday. I'm doing my content batching. I could be downstairs enjoying time with my family, Uh, you know, just like totally get into my head about it. But I am really proud that I've gotten so good at managing my emotions and seeing silver linings and staying in tune with my mission, my number one aligned priority. And my number one aligned priority right now at the time that I am shooting this, that I'm really focused on is helping 100 families develop an extra 2000 a month through an online business, helping those moms to launch or to scale an online business. And isn't this part of it? Isn't this part of it? This is, you know, just the mindset game of showing up getting louder, being consistent on my podcast, showing up on Instagram, like finding the ways that I'm going to connect with these families, these moms that want what I want to help them with and, and matching up with them. And so much of it is being relatable because I know how crappy it is to have tech issues. I know how crappy it is to get into your mind of just like, I can't do this. I don't have the it factor personality. I don't have time. I'm too busy. I, and today we're going to talk about some of the specific emotions that can pop up for you, like mom guilt, like feeling selfish, 
like feeling like you're failing in everywhere you look, like limiting beliefs and resistance and upper limit problems. So I'm going to throw kind of a bunch of terms at you. And maybe, just maybe, I'm meant to re-record this right now so that you can, maybe I'm just going to piece it together even more elegantly. <laughs> Let's say that I am, just so I feel better about this. But I want you just to think about that, that you are not a bad mom for wanting more. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be about wanting more for your kids. It might be like a huge part of the reason I want to grow this online business to have the impact that I want to reach those 100 families to add that kind of value to the marketplace. I know, like, yeah, let's be real. I'm running a business. I know that the more value I add to the marketplace, the more income is going to come into our family. And I know that that gives us options. It gives us options to homeschool the way that we want to as he gets older. It gives us the option to maybe bring in a tutor or hire, you know, music instruction. It gives us the uh, opportunity to have experiences, to make sure that we're debt, you know, living debt free. So there are, like, let's just keep it real. If you're launching a business or scaling a business, businesses should make money. They should be both purposeful and profitable. A business that's just purposeful might as well just be a nonprofit, right? So it doesn't make you a bad mom for wanting more income, for wanting more purpose, for wanting to make an impact, for just wanting something that is not just you being in that role of being so-and-so's mom, right? And so today, let's tackle some of these emotions of the emotional roller coaster. So today, this episode is for you. If you're in one of three categories, maybe otherwise, like you're definitely going to benefit from this even if not, but I think these three categories most specifically ride this emotional roller coaster. One is maybe you're a mom who is currently already working a job, like working a job for somebody else. So you have time that you've got to clock in elsewhere. And so that might be out of the home. It might be in the home and you close your office door because you've got to be like focused working a job. And so if you're already taking time away from your family to earn, it can feel very selfish, very like, do I even deserve to have more time away from my family to launch a business for purpose, for income, for whatever? And so it can be like, well, I'm already taking so much time away from my family is this going to be really worth it? Okay. The second category is you're a stay-at-home mom by choice or necessity. So choice could just be you and your partner decided that you're going to be, you know, staying at home and running the family coordinator role and doing all the things, right? And it might be by necessity because I know a lot of moms who realize that if they were to be working out of the home, the cost of childcare is going to not necessarily be outweighed by that. Um, we live in a very expensive time, depending on where you live and what your career has been. And so for either reason why you are a stay-at-home mom, it can feel like your sole focus is supposed to just be on your family. And that might be the case. And especially um, if you were working out of the home and now you're stepping into stay-at-home mom, like it, there's going to be a transition period and it might be that all you can focus on is getting a really good rhythm for you and your family. But at some point, it's okay to say, it's not a distraction. It's not that I don't love my family. It's not that I'm not going to show up as present and excited as I can be, but I also want more outside of that. And the third category is you might already have some kind of a business, probably an online business if you're following me, and you have the emotional roller coaster where there's the day that when you're in your zone, maybe you had an amazing networking call, maybe you got asked to be a guest on somebody else's podcast, maybe somebody just uh, paid for your services unexpectedly, like you'd sent an invoice and they paid early, like you're just crushing it in the business world. 
And then you step into mom world and it can be so hard to downshift and be like, you know what? I just had this Instagram reel that's taking off and I want to be checking my phone and refreshing and interacting on those comments and keeping to like push it out there through the algorithm. And maybe you just feel like not present or you're beating yourself up. And so there can be that like great day in business. How do you downshift into also having a really present great day as a mom or the flip side? You could be crushing it as a mom. Maybe you're homeschooling and you're on top of things or you feel really great about what your kids ate today and you got fresh air and then you carve out some time to run your business and maybe you're just not feeling creative or it's not flowing and and you can just be in this mindset of like, well, you know, I'm crap at that, right? And so those are three really big categories of moms. So you probably fall into one of them if you're listening to this podcast and all of them have their unique emotional roller coasters. And so I want you to know that the topics the topics I'm going to talk about today are really I guess a I don't want to say a culmination because it's certainly not like I'm at the end of my personal growth journey, but let's just keep it real. I have been in the entrepreneur space for over a decade. And so running my own online business, doing the personal work, the mindset work, the personal growth associated with that because it is a total mind F sometimes. And so you might hear me like seamlessly talk about some of these concepts and multiple concepts that I'm going to throw at you and be like, wow, if I need to know all of this just to like step into being an entrepreneur or get to the next level, that's not the intention. The intention is I'm going to talk through limiting beliefs, resistance, the big leap, and how to control the controllables. And also throw a couple books at you if you like any of these concepts. Um, and there'll be a link in the show notes to um, my top 12 book list as well, where some of these are on. And so I'm going to throw a couple concepts at you solely to help you see that you're not alone. These, If, if the emotions of fear of guilt, of feeling selfish, of feeling not enough, of not valuing valuing your valuing yourself enough to really crush it in your business or whatever that mindset game is that's going on that you know is holding you back. And my hope is that at the end of this episode, one of these concepts is going to be something that you want to dive into and explore and just might get you to that next level. Okay. So we're first going to talk about limiting beliefs. And I, you know, I have a psychology background. I have a psych, uh, an undergrad psychology degree, but it's not like I'm a, you know, psychologist. I went to law school after. <laughs> I took my psychology degree and went to law school. And, and yet this term just makes so much sense to me. And so I'm going to break it down in the way that I know. So limiting beliefs are often passed down generationally or just, you know, even if it's not your blood family uh, environmentally, let's say, like people that you were exposed to. It could have been a community. It could have been your church. It could have been people in your school, like people you were exposed to. So limiting beliefs being passed down can often look like uh, not really allowing yourself to want more income because you were brought up with people saying things like money doesn't grow on trees or money is the root of all evil or they're filthy rich right? And so it sets this connotation or this cultural acceptance, if that was the case, that people you care about don't trust people with wealth, or they think that they are filthy or bad or snobby or selfish, right? And so that can be deep-seated in the back of your mind. And so even if you could be coming to me saying, 
Chelsea, I want to be one of the moms that you help create an extra $2,000 a month. Here's why that's going to be so important for me. We're going to hire tutors. We're going to have the, you know, all this experience. We're going to pay down debt. Like you can have really clear why. But if you keep bumping up against these and not kind of dealing with them, you know, in whatever way you're going to explore, whether it be just journaling or meditating on it or working with a therapist or doing whatever feels right, if you just keep bumping up against that deep-seated internal limiting belief, it might be very challenging for you to penetrate the $2,000 a month, the $5,000 a month, the $10,000 a month, whatever feels like a little too much according to these, you know, cultural beliefs, you're going to keep running into that. And and it could, it doesn't always have to be about income. It could be that you're someone who's listening to this podcast saying purposeful and profitable. I like the purposeful part. I need some purpose outside of my home. I would like to feel like I'm really impacting people and helping people. And so maybe you're not putting yourself out there or saying yes to the opportunities coming your way or the invitations to learn about new things in part because it was not modeled to you that it's okay to do something for yourself as a mom. And so you could reflect back and think, wow, did my mom ever do anything just for herself? You know, generationally, if you're listening to this, you could be of any age, of course, but I'm 38 at the time that I'm recording this. And so my mom is in her early 70s. And that was a generation of um, a lot of sacrificing and a lot of uh, a lot of women, like self-care was not necessarily something thrown around. And there was a lot of misunderstanding about mental wellness at the time and not really diagnosis around postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression. So there was just a lot of heaviness for the moms of that generation. And so the idea of doing something for yourself may not have been something that was really role modeled for you or taking care of your mental wellness or, you know, any of that. And so limiting beliefs, the just one, I guess, takeaway, or if you're like, wow, I never really thought about that. One one takeaway or maybe just one visual to think about is there's, uh, I don't know if this is just an anecdote or, or where it comes from, but just generationally. So a woman in her, say I, was like, wow, okay, I'm going to make a pot roast and I'm going to cut it in half and cook it in two pa- separate pans. And, you know, maybe my husband would say, well, why are you cutting it in half and cooking it in two separate pans? Well, I don't know. That's just how my mom always did it, right? And so maybe I would ask my mom and say, mom, why did you always cut the pot roast and put it into two separate pans and cook it? Like, why did we do that? Well, I don't know. That's just how my mom did it, right? And so maybe you ask your grandmother, maybe I'd go to my grandmother and say, you know, ma'am, why did you cut your pot roast in half and put it in two pans? And she might say, we were so poor. We just didn't have a big enough oven or a big enough pan. And so we had to, you know, cut it and and cook it in two separate smaller pans. Oh, well, I have a big enough pan. I have a big enough oven. I don't have to be doing that now, generations later, right? And so that visual, it's just a representation of like things get passed down, whether it's just, oh, this is how we do it, whether you're aware of it or not. And so a takeaway If you're starting to realize and you're nodding your head and you're like, huh, (laughs) I wonder, a fun just journaling exercise if you're a journaler or you could just process this through, have a conversation with someone who knows you well, just to be like, wow, what is, why is this happening? You know, just to be really open, to be really curious. If you're you're saying out loud, I want to earn $5,000 a month or I want to be one of Chelsea's families that she mentors on how to get to $2,000 a month, 
but I'm I'm holding myself back. I'm not saying yes. I'm not reaching out. I'm not applying. I'm not doing what I said I would. Well, I wonder why that's happening. And just to get curious, like that's just a super open-ended journal prompt. But if you bring this intention to it, like just to be like, I'm curious. I'm curious if that was role modeled to me. I'm curious if there's an underlying reason, you know, a limiting belief that's holding me back. That can just be a very playful way to get into some of this without judgment, without, you know, it could be a conversation, could be a a time where you want to have a conversation with your mom or your grandmother or just someone who you're like, wow, this is happening in my life. Did this, did something like this ever happen to you? It could just be a really healing, interesting conversation. Okay. So limiting beliefs. Next, we're going to talk about a similar concept, but just from a different, um, from an actual author and some verbiage. The term I'm going to help you explore is resistance. And so the book that I am picking up on my desk right now and reopening up to the chapter because I had it open the first time I shot this, <laughs> so let me find it, um, is of resistance. It's actually a book that was given to me by one of my business coaches in the past, and it's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And in this particular book, it's a it's a really cool book if you like having something on your desk that you can just pick up and open to a page and be like, oh, cool. Like it, every single one of the concepts is a page or two top. So it's not like a chapter book. You can just pick it up and be like, okay, let me read this one. It doesn't have to be in order. So what I'm going to read out loud to you is Resistance's Greatest Hits. And so just to back up for a second, Stephen Pressfield talks about resistance as being that like... You know how you've sometimes been told like what you avoid doing, what you're resisting doing is what you should really be doing. Like if you're in sales, you might resist making sales calls or messaging people to invite them to something or asking if they're ready for the sale, right? And you resist that, but it's what you need to be doing. And so it's same similar concept that resistance pops up to pull us away, to halt us in our tracks from doing what we really should be doing, need to be doing, biggest impact stuff, okay? So this particular, it's actually right early in the book on page five, he calls it Resistance's Greatest Hits. And it says the following is a list in no particular order of those activities that most commonly elicit resistance. So one, The pursuit of any calling in writing, painting, music, film, dance, or any creative art, however marginal or unconventional. Two, the launching of any entrepreneurial venture or enterprise for profit or otherwise. Three, any diet or health regimen. Four, any program of spiritual advancement. Five, any activity whose aim is tighter abdominals. That's kind of cute. Six, any course or program designed to overcome an an unwholesome habit or addiction, seven, education of every kind, eight, any act of political, moral, or ethical courage, including the decision to change for the better some unworthy pattern of thought or conduct in ourselves, nine, the undertaking of any enterprise or endeavor whose aim is to help others, 10, any act that entails commitment of the heart, the decision to get married, to have a child, to weather a rocky patch in a relationship, 11, the taking of any principled stand in the face of adversity. In other words, any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity, or expressed another way, any act that derives from our higher nature instead of our lower, any of these will elicit resistance. Okay, so let's just sum back on, on the times that we are in. 
So it's saying, basically, if you're willing to take a stand, political, moral, okay, we happen to be living (laughs) in a pandemic where there's a lot of divisiveness and you may be deciding that you need to launch an online business to be able to fund your family values, as I talk about it, to make decisions in alignment with your priorities, your personal integrity, as opposed to just what's easier or less expensive in the world. Um, which tend to be at odds. It may be that you are stepping into wanting to grow a venture, right? He said for profit or otherwise, and you're feeling resistance. It may be that you're realizing you need to learn. You need to step in some mentoring or coaching. And it says education of every kind is going to bring up resistance. So basically everything that we talk about here on this podcast, leaning into positive habit stacking or better routines, right? That's going to be under that category. Um, Getting into better role modeling to your children, taking a stand for your principles, that's going to be under that category. Putting yourself out there in creative ways, that could be live videos, it could be Instagram reels, just saying. So everything that we're talking about is in Resistance's Greatest Hits. So if you are saying, I want to launch a business, I want to scale a business, I want to reach out to Chelsea and talk to her. I want to reach out to somebody else as a coach and talk to them. And you're feeling resistance. Just know you're not alone. You're literally more likely to be on the path of doing what you're meant to be doing than not if you're having that experience. I want to say that again. So if you are feeling this resistance, I want you to know that it's more likely that you're on the path of your true purpose of your like next big breakthrough than if it's not. So you got to kind of be aware of that and really think about, okay, these emotions are coming up. It doesn't have to dictate what's going to happen after this. I just need to be aware of this. And so that was out of the book, The War of Art. I'm next going to kind of transition us into another concept for you to chew on. And this is going to be out of a book that is on Um, my top 12 must-read books for moms running an online business. So if you've not yet downloaded that list, I highly encourage you to, because in addition to listening to this podcast, you could be listening to some of those on Audible or grabbing the one intuitively that seems like the next in your path and just continuing to chip away at it to get some personal development, personal growth into your own day. But this one off that list is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's interesting, as I was preparing this topic and thinking about how to present it, I intuitively picked this book up because it has been a cornerstone of some of my mindset work as an entrepreneur for the past, I think it was introduced to me maybe seven years ago. I've probably read the book at least nine times. I've done actually a um, a book, like a group book study with it, with a group and taken a lot of notes in that like my copy has a lot of underline, a lot of um, notes in it in different colors because I've read it so many different times, right? And so I picked this up today and I just opened up Um, And it happened to open up to page 37. And it says, making the leap, dismantling the foundation of the problem. So I'm going to read you what my notes are. So like I often take notes in the margins when I'm reading a book like this. And so I'm going to read you my notes because it just sums up how I interpret this. And then I'm going to share a little bit about some of his specific verbiage. But I open this up and it says, when fear arises, allow yourself to feel the fears. Take easy breaths. Celebrate your fear in the same way you would celebrate something exciting. So that was my takeaway in my handwriting on the top of the page. And I don't know if that was something that we kind of discussed in the book um, book club kind of outside of it or if I, you know, that's later on and I underlined it. But I just thought it was interesting because 
it reminded me that a previous conference I attended, I think it was Mel Robbins, if you've ever followed Mel Robbins, where she talks about some of the brain chemistry and the hormones and like how fear and excitement are very strongly linked emotions and how important it can be when you feel fear to consider whether it's really fear, like is a lion running at me and I need to save my <laughs> save myself, or could you actually flip it around to be excitement? Could you have the same experience, the same set of circumstances that could initially trigger the feeling of fear? Could you get curious about it? Could you allow some space to actually just get excited? And so this whole book, The the Big Leap, helps to understand this concept that Gay Hendricks introduces called the upper limit problem. And my very short explanation of this is that he purports, he says, that as human beings, we all have a cap of success, of joy, of ease, of things just going right in our life. And we can grow that cap. Think about it like a lid. We can all lift the lid to be a little bit higher through intentional mindset training, through just like being more intentional, more aware. But there's always going to be some kind of a lid. And it's it goes hand in hand with the example I gave. Like if I have a great day in relation to my business and then come downstairs and unintentionally create some drama, like unintentionally pick a fight with my husband or unintentionally, um, you know, triggering my toddler. And so there's this like drama. He purports that if you can consciously think about expanding this upper limit, this lid for success, for joy, for things just being easy in your life, I could actually step away from that self-sabotage. You would consider that to be kind of self-sabotage saying, hey, my upper limit was reached, all of the success, everything going so well in my business area of my life. And now I've got to self-sabotage it to keep the overall success, ease, and joy in my life under that lid. And so if I were to step down and have an amazing day with my son and an amazing day with my husband and an amazing day of nutrition and of moving my body, like if everything was going well, wow, if I haven't done the personal growth to raise that upper limit and to be aware of it, then that's when many of us can accidentally cause drama. So if you look back in your life, if you ever see patterns of, wow, everything was going right and then everything fell to crap or everything was going right and then, you know what, I did that thing I do where, you know, I pick fights or whatever. Some of us, many of us have patterns and you might be willing to admit it or not. But if that concept resonates with you, if you're like, wow, okay, maybe I have some self-sabotage, maybe there is an upper limit, like even just hearing me talk about this, then going to download my top 12 must-read books, there's a link in my show notes. Wherever you're listening to this, look below and look for that top 12 must-read books and click through and it has the current version of The Big Leap that you can access right on Amazon or go find it at the library if you want to. But exploring that concept that you can shift fear into excitement, that you can raise that lid, you can increase that upper limit so that you can be excited and truly allow more good into your life on a regular basis without getting into old patterns. Super, super powerful. So hopefully I have more easily drawn some of drawn from some of these different resources in this reshoot of today's episode. If you don't know, I actually don't edit my episodes. So I just record and go. I've got an outline in front of me of things I want to hit. If I've got a book I want to cover, I've got it right in front of me. So I prepare in advance. 
but I just do one take most times. If I get a call or something interrupts me, I might pause it and come back. But I personally know that self-sabotage for me can look like perfectionism, can look like if I was to edit this at all, I would edit it <laughs> so much that then it would take so much time and I wouldn't be on schedule to publish an episode every week. So I know me and I also know that I'm to these 100 families that I want to mentor to get to 2,000 a month in online business income, I know that you got to take imperfect action. And so I am role modeling that to you here. You might hear me say, um, you might hear my son. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this microphone can pick up noise downstairs or whatnot, or if they open the garage because they're going out to the park. Like, I don't know. But I do know that me getting this out there is more important than me obsessing with perfectionism. And so the last just topic that I want to leave you with is a mantra that my husband and I use constantly, especially if we're feeling overwhelmed, especially if we are um, maybe exploring whether either of us are having an upper limit because he and I use this verbiage since we have both read the book, since we both really resonated with it. It's not offensive for me to be like, huh, are you upper limiting? Interesting. Like I'm just observing X, Y, and Z. And he won't take it personally and vice versa and to be like, oh, I don't know. Let me think on that. And so it can be something I don't know, maybe I'm just really blessed, but my husband, my partner is really into personal growth. And so we're able to have dialogues like that, which is really cool. But the mantra that we have developed that kind of sums so much of this up is to control the controllables because he and I are both completely self-employed. We have been for the entire life of my son. It can be amazing because we're very flexible. It can be very challenging because um, our income is very flexible, (laughs) meaning fluctuating as well. And so there's so many pros and cons, right? And the emotional roller coaster is real for both of us. And if we're if one of us is up and one of us is down and one of us is, you know, doubting and one of us is on fire, it can be challenging. And so our mantra is to control the controllables. We can't always control if someone is late paying us. We can't control if it's raining and he can't go do the work that he does, which is outside. Like we can't control some things, but what can we control? Control the controllables. We can control our emotions. We can control how we react to things. We can control being as prepared as we can be. And so if nothing else, if you're like, wow, all those books sound great, but I'm just I'm just tuning into this podcast to take away what I can just from this. This is my personal development time. I love that. I love you being here. Just take away the mantra, control the controllables. Explore what that could mean for you today. Explore what it could mean from you for you the next time you have a high high or a low low on that emotional roller coaster. And absolutely, if nothing else, reach out to me over on Instagram at your routine queen and just let me know which of these concepts, the you know, limiting beliefs, the resistance, the upper limit problem as posed in the big leap or the mantra of controlling the controllables, do any of these help you to manage your emotions to allow yourself to say yes, to allow yourself to scale bigger, to allow yourself to want more and to realize you aren't a bad mom for wanting more. I hope you got a ton out of this episode. It was fun re-recording it. I hope it came out even better than it did the first time. And stay tuned for future episodes. We're going to be diving into so many amazing topics and also bringing on more interviews for you to enjoy as well. So stay tuned. (music) 
I hope you got a ton out of this episode. It was kind of a fun topic for me to explore. Apparently twice, if you heard in the episode, this was the second time today I recorded this episode. And I hope it came through even more clear and amazingly and hopefully inspiring for you. If it inspired you to go choose a book to be working on a key growth area for your own personal growth and development, definitely go into the show notes and go check out my top 12 must-read books for moms running an online business. That will give you instant access to uh, that list. It is broken down into four key growth areas. And really the topic we were talking about today is in alignment with the growth area of helping you do what you said you would do. The Big Leap is linked in that list as well as three others in that category. So definitely go check that out. And if you can't find it there, go to chelseafournier.com look for free resources or gosh, just message me wherever you and I are connected and and say book list. I'll send it over to you as well. Have a fantastic rest of your day and let's keep getting after it. 